Moncrief on News Talk. Rather inconveniently, Valentine's Day falls on a Wednesday uh, next week. Ash Wednesday, as you heard Bernie say there. Uh, and so many couples might instead opt to do all their lovey-dovey, pukey stuff this weekend. And if watching a movie or a TV show will form part of Valentine's Night, we thought we might provide you with a guide to some of the best and worst on-screen kisses. The acting head of News Talks Lab, the Gob Department, Simon Tierney, is here to run us through some of them. Good afternoon, Simon. Afternoon, Sean. Yes. Uh, so uh, the, uh, we're doing this, obviously, because uh, 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 next uh, uh, next week. Now, the, well, for many years, was there kind of a classic Hollywood kiss? Yeah, it's something that um, Berger and... Uh Carrie Bradshaw referred to eh, on the steps of the courthouse in New York in Sex and the City. He says, I'm going to give you a Hollywood kiss. And he kind of bends her over in that traditional Hollywood stance and then bends down and yeah, right, gives yeah. her the kiss. I, I, rather I than bends the her other over. Is really, but that puts a completely different vision in people. Though the funny thing about a lot of those old-fashioned kisses, they're a bit rapey. Uh, they, they are. Yeah. I was literally just before I came in, it was in the back of my head that there was something a bit like that in Gone with the Wind. And I just mm. looked at the clip of Vivian Lee and Clark Gable and she is provoking him by the window and she says, um, I'll always love another man. And he grabs her really forcefully and pulls her in and says, stop that, stop that, that talk. Um, now, basically, uh, come here and, and he mm. plants this rather forceful, coercive kiss on her lips. And that happens all the time in the kind of the 30s and 40s. There's this kind of strangely uncomfortable, almost paternalistic kissing that mm. happens. If if you get what I'm trying oh, yeah. to say. And, and that you force it on her and the woman will then melt. Yeah, uh, and that she'll kind of submit to his authority. Yeah. Having um, squashed his face into hers. Because they, yeah. they always look deeply unpleasant And it's well. also... While we're saying that, at the same time, it's quite a chaste kiss. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's kind of they they're kind of like rubbing each other's lips off each other, <laughs> but there's definitely no tongue action Ooh. taking oh, place no. there. No, you know but what I mean? I, there, there were rules about that kind of thing. Oh, there, there were. Yeah, yeah, there were very strict rules. Now, let me see. So, Gone with the Wind is 1939. That would have taken place during the era of the famous, the infamous, indeed Hayes Code. So, this guy was William. Hayes, and he was um, tasked with implementing a sort of uh, censorship of Hollywood films in the first half of the 20th century. And he had this famous thing called the three second rule, among other um, censorious uh, guidelines, um, Sean. So the three second rule famously meant that if on screen characters were kissing each other, that they couldn't do it for longer than three seconds. Mm. This was to make sure that it didn't develop into heavy petting, so to speak. Um, Other rules were, you know, that if a male and a female character were on a bed together, so if they were doing the kissing on (laughs) a bed, that both characters had to have at least one foot touching the floor. Yes. Um, This, again, was to prevent any uh, heavy petting. I know. So, Mr. Excuse me, Mr. Hayes, that wouldn't stop you. No. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> At all. So Alfred makes Hitchcock, it more challenging. Alfred Hitchcock uh, took that challenge, Mr. Hayes, and I will uh, try and overcome it. And he really did. There's this wonderful scene in Notorious, um, an early enough Alfred Hitchcock film, 1940s, um, with, um, let me see, Cary Grant... 
and I'm trying to remember who the woman in it uh, was. It uh, Ingrid was. Bergman. Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they have this long scene. It's about two and a half minutes long, and they are kissing for the entire scene, right on the balcony of their hotel room. But they pause after every three seconds. So they're kissing. They pause. They kiss. They pause. They kiss. They pause. And this goes on uh, for for <laughs> almost three minutes. And of course, it didn't break. The Hayes Code. Because it wasn't cumulative. Because it wasn't cumulative. So uh, that's the Hayes Code. Now, there are, I've been trying to break it down into categories because we want to give, um, you know, the listeners of the, the Moncrief show uh, a, a kind of a menu of kissing options over the next few days. So mm. we've dealt with the Hollywood kiss. Now, I did want to look at the awkward kiss because this comes up all the time. And a lot of people will be watching period romances next week because, mm, you yeah. know, the whole Jane Austen thing is very um, Valentine's appropriate. Now, the awkward kiss, they tend to happen in Jane Austen uh, adaptations because you'll have a kind of a, a Mr. Darcy character like in Pride and Prejudice and he'll be saying things like um, Miss Bennet, I trust your family are in good health and she'll say yes my family are in good health I hope your family are in good health and then he'll say now pucker up your lips and then they start kissing and it's kind of awkward mm, and they have to yeah. deal with that whole thing so that's the uh, awkward kiss now the next one is the sexual kiss Right. Okay. This is one which um, is kind of a bit agricultural. Um, you know, there's there's a lot going on. It's kind of graphic. There's a lot of saliva involved oh. in it. It's a bit wet, um, as uh, Rosamund Pike's character said in um, Saltburn, that she tried it with women, but it was too wet. So I tried men instead. They're much drier. Okay. Um, so, so. Um, yeah, this would the example that came into my mind for this, Sean, was cruel intentions, which a certain demographic of your audience will mm. be yeah. uh will will know well um from the late nineties. And there's a scene in Central Park in New York where Selma Blair and Sarah sorry, uh, yeah, Selma Blair and Sarah Michelle Geller of Buffy fame, uh, that they kiss. And it's it's really sexual and like there's a lot, you can really see the tongue action. You can see the mechanic that's involved in a ki- in a French kiss. Mm. Um, so that would be an example of that. Okay, is there a lot of, t- because I, nowadays is, uh, uh, um, the people open, the actors would open their mouths, but mm. you don't necessarily see a tongue slipping in there. No, definitely. Especially no. not with intimacy coordinators yeah. on set. Yeah. Um, nowadays, uh, I think there'd be very little tongue action nowadays. Well, I suppose I don't they'll think... ask them. Some of them might go, yeah, I'll go tongue action uh, yeah. if they want to. Give it a go. But yeah. it's probably a conversation you'd want to have. I uh, imagine b- so. Before the director yeah. uh, shouts um, action. But I often wonder as well, what do they, before a kissing scene, do they just brush their teeth? Is there, is there you know, kind of a mint, you know, are there rules about that Quick, kind of thing? I, I think there is an etiquette involved where you would pop a breath mint or you would, Kind of, you would open your mouths, but you you wouldn't advance the tongue, so to speak. Yes, yeah, and not eat sushi for lunch. Not eat sushi kind of... or uh, bovril or yeah. <laughs> uh, bruschetta. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, you wouldn't want something stuck in your teeth as well. No, yeah, that would be really off-putting. Yeah. But I suppose that's why that's why they're actors. Uh, somebody says Vivian Lee hated kissing Clark Gable. 
His breath stank. He had wooden false teeth. No way. Yeah. Like George Washington also yeah. had wooden dentures. But I suppose back in those days, it's like, you know, 20 cigarettes without a tip on it. And then, you know, rock up there and snog Vivian Lee. Poor old Vivian Lee. The, um, the, the last category or the second last category I was going to look at with you is what I would describe as the orchestral kit. Now, the mm. reason I call it that, Sean, for want of use of a better word, is... That it's a kind, it happens in Nicholas Sparks adaptations, these kind of very <laughs> sincere, romantic, definitely yeah. not comedies, romantic dramas like The Notebook and stuff like that, where you'll have this kind of tremendous crescendo, a kind of an orchestral crescendo where you know the kiss is going to happen. You'll have the 360 camera going around the central characters so that you could capture every single angle of that kiss because the entire plot has been leading up to this moment. Um, it also happens uh, in When Harry Met Sally, of course, when um, it's uh, New Year's Eve and Harry arrives at the party and he has that great line, Billy Crystal has that great line where he says, um, uh, I'm in love with you because you're the first person I want to speak to when I wake up in the morning and the last person I want to speak to when I go to bed at night. The music builds, the camera goes around, you capture every moment of that kiss. Mm-hmm. So those ones, they tend to be very earnest and sincere. Yeah. There's no comic element to mm-hmm. it, but they're they're beautiful in their own way Yeah, and tend to be quite cliched as well. Yeah. Given that you've described at least two films who have done that film and ex- uh, that kiss in exactly the same yes, way, yes. Uh, with the same kind, uh, kissing in the rain though this uh, like oh. this is a tired old trope from uh, from the movies. It like, really is. Done it. Oh, you could list so many movies with kissing in in the rain. Spider Man, which is an upside down kiss in the oh, rain. Oh yeah, slight yeah. Uh, twist on the the kissing in the rain trope. Um, the the Notebook, of course, they're absolutely drenched when they're kissing in that, Sean. But um, perhaps the most famous one uh, is uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, which, to be fair, is a is is one of Richard Curtis's best movies. Um, but what happens in this is that um, they're kissing in the rain, and it kind of got me thinking. Well, why is there so many kissing in the rain? Movies and it all really goes back to Breakfast at Tiffany's, which for me is the quintessential romantic comedy and mm. a really influential movie yes, yeah. based on Truman Capote's um, famous novel from the 1950s. The movie was made in 1961, but there's this tremendous scene at the end of the film where George Peppard uh, gets out of the taxi to uh, try and get Audrey Hepburn back in the car. She's looking for her for the cat, cat. Yeah. that's gone missing. And they start kissing in the rain. And it is a very touching and a very moving scene. And I think that has kind of caused directors to to rely on this as a trope later on. It's this idea that, well, if you're kissing in inclement weather, it's almost like the, the characters have become immune to external factors, that their love is so strong yeah. that nothing can interrupt this really important moment. And if and in that particular scene, if you look back on that scene, um, look at it in detail, she's holding the cat. While they're kissing. While they're kissing, because she's found the cat in, in an alleyway, you know, hanging out with some like street cats. Uh, and then And then she has the cat kind of 
uh, tucked under her arm and then he comes back and there's a big snog. So the poor cat gets absolutely crushed in the middle of this. They're mind oblivious to the rain. That's a cat sandwich, right? That's a cat sandwich. That's Um, that's kind of, you know, that's pizza would be all over that stuff nowadays. But the question is, did Richard Curtis manage to emulate that? I mean, the, the whole scene in the rain with Andy McDowell and Hugh Grant has surely one of the worst lines in cinema history. Have a listen to this. There I was standing there in the church and for the first time in my whole life I realised I totally and utterly loved one person. And it wasn't the person standing next to me in the veil, it's the person standing opposite me now in the rain. Is it still raining? I hadn't noticed. I hadn't noticed. (gasps) That's It's lashing. It's lashing. And the thing is, like, in real life, as I'd be interested to hear from any listeners. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, have any of you actually thought, oh, yeah, I just got a kiss. I don't care if it's absolutely lashing. It's Ireland. You get into a doorway at the very least or a phone box. As, or uh, a as bus stop. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, Bert Lancaster and your one. I don't know her name. They're on a beach. Very erotic. Oh, yeah, I know the one. I can't think of it now either. Uh, John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara in The Quiet Man uh, in the rain. That's another one of them. Uh, well, I always remember the love scene in Don't Look Now. Oh, God. Yeah. Now, yeah, there's a lot of rumours about that. That's uh, Donald Sutherland yes. and Julie Christie. Yeah, that's a really spooky film yeah. too. It's also, it, that would go into the sexual category that I was describing yeah. earlier. That's pretty heavy, that yeah. one. Uh, th- and someone says to the Hayes Code rules, the couple must have one foot on the floor, but on opposite sides of the bed, ah, says John and Cork. That, that makes it really challenging. That does make it challenging, yeah. Challenge accepted, uh, John. <laughs> Terrible kisses in in movie history, Simon. Yeah, okay. So Andy McDowell and Hugh Grant would be up there. Another one is, this just came into my mind in the last hour, but when Marty McFly uh, starts getting kissed by his future mother in Back to the Future because she fancies him and he's actually trying to make sure that history doesn't make that happen. Mm. That's a good one. And then, of course, you have Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia in The Empire Strikes Back. Now, at the time, it's fairly innocent, but in subsequent films, we do discover... Their brother and sister. That they're brother and sister. Is that ever referred to when after they discover their brother and sister? Is there a kind mm. of, you know, not that in, kiss? Not sal- in The Empire sal- Strikes Back, but maybe at some later point. Um, I think there she are does Star Wars it. people screaming now at the radio. There and are. of course, there was yeah. on, you know, blah, blah. This yeah. happened. Uh, one, yeah, my... <laughs> Miley and Fidelma. Oh, yeah. Classic. Rolling in the, the hay. hay. That yeah. was literally, uh, that was literally so hot. Uh, they, uh, now, it, uh, there's a kind of a subgenre here of interracial kissing because, uh, 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 well, not anymore, obviously, but, well, hopefully not anymore. But, you know, back in the day, that was a huge deal. Yeah, it was a really, it was really important uh, when this was showcased on the big screen because it tended to happen just before, well, during the civil rights movement um, in America. It was a great way of progressing the cause, and uh, but it also led to riots. I mean, uh, w- when I was, uh, Roger Moore's memoir, um, which has an amazing title, My Word is My Bond, um, great book, <laughs> but he talks about uh, when he kissed Grace Jones in A View to a Kill in mm. 1985, how it caused uh, controversy even as late as that, but it's actually Crikey. yeah, it's actually two or three decades before that that you need to go back to the first on-screen kisses. Um, 
who's uh, uh, what's it called? Guess the, who's coming? Guess to who's dinner. coming yeah. to dinner? Which is a brilliant romantic comedy from the late mid late nineteen sixties with Sidney Poitier, mm. who uh, won the was the first African American man to win an Oscar, of course, as well. But he um, kisses Catherine Houghton who's Catherine Hepburn's niece, mm. who's also in the film, mm. um, in in that movie. But they didn't show it uh, directly on screen. They showed it indirectly through the rearview mirror in the car. Yeah. But the whole movie is about them being a couple, mm. but they show it indirectly. But if we go back another decade before that, we go back to um, Island uh, in the Sun, which is this kind of forgotten film uh about the British, uh, the you know the British uh, community on Jamaica um, as an overseas territory, and mm. um, the character played by John Justin falls in love with an Ac- African American woman played by great African American actress um, Dorothy Dandridge, and I had never seen that movie, but it is held up as the first interracial kiss in movie history, and I watched the scene. Um, earlier this morning and when I got to the end of the scene I said but wait there's no kiss in that and I looked at more scholarship about this this is definitely the scene where the kiss happens and I rewatched it again and a third time and I eventually realised that oh okay well yeah does that okay does that really count as a kiss because they have this very romantic scene and it's very beautifully acted and at the very end John Justin goes in to kiss her and they kind of very gently kind of brush their lips almost off each other yeah this film provoked riots in America Sean this Mm. film had its premiere in Jacksonville in Florida the Ku Klux Klan showed up. Oh, the actors were hounded by the Ku Klux Klan. It provoked an unbe- unbelievable amount of controversy. And when I watched the scene, I couldn't find the kiss. But even the, yeah, even the merest suggestion of that uh, would cause riots. Yeah. That is fascinating. Uh, Benji and Maggie in the graveyard in the Reardons. Interesting to see where uh, so many people's sexual formations uh, uh, took place. Uh, and, and thanks to Austin in Formoy, he says the Burt Lancaster Seaside Snog was in From Here to Eternity uh, with Deborah Kerr and Airplane did a great job taking the mick uh, with a couple were in the same scene, but in, in that version of it, they ended up being covered in seaweed. Uh, yes. Two classics side <laughs> by side. Simon, thanks a million. Uh, Simon Tierney there. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.